you will turn to John 13, before I begin, the Lord would say to you, you are comfortable in your unbelief. You are comfortable in your poverty. You are comfortable in your sickness. You are comfortable in your fear. You are comfortable in that unbelief. It is time to get uncomfortable, saith the Lord. Do you know that the children of Israel, the Jordan River, did not part until they put their feet in the water? It didn't part till they put their feet in the water. It's time for some of us to put our feet in the water. Faith is uncomfortable. The fight of faith is uncomfortable. But the fight of faith will always bring the victory, saith the Lord. Now, if you will go with me to John 13, 2. And while we're going there, I want to open with this statement. You don't have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. You don't have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. Where do some of those thoughts come from? If you will go with me, like I said, to John 13, 2, this is Jesus speaking. And he said, and supper being ended, look at this next phrase, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, put into his heart. Satan put it into his heart. I looked up that word Satan. And you know what that word, I mean, that word put. You know what that word put means? To suggest. To suggest. Satan started suggesting to Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus. And you know what he did? He entertained the thought. Now we know it was necessary. We know that it was ordained. But I want to show you, I want you to go down to verse 27. And it says, after the sop, Satan entered into him. And into Judas. Do you realize that Satan didn't enter into him till later? But the thought was there. The thought was there. And then it got to the point where Satan could enter into him. You do not have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. Thank God. If you know, you know, Satan is called the accuser. He accuses the brethren all day long before God. And you know what? He does it in our ear. If I'd have listened to the thoughts I had last night and this morning, I wouldn't be right here right now. I had to put them aside. I had to push them off. Now go with me to Mark 7. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And he said, and he saith unto them, Are you so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him? You know, it's amazing. Right there, he told them that they could eat swine. Now, it says, Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the draw, purging all meats. We know the draw is the English word for toilet. You eat it on one end, it comes out the other. Now, he said, that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of man, 
comes what? Out of the heart of man proceedeth evil thoughts. Perceiveth evil thoughts. Thank you, Jesus. Comes out of the heart evil thoughts. But you know what? You don't have to entertain them. You don't have to entertain them. You don't have to listen to them. You don't have to. You know what gets us? Those things come out of the heart or Satan suggests us. You know that Satan, he knows exactly what buttons to push. He knows the lust of your heart if your mouth is open. And he knows where to start. Well, you know you're not good enough for this. Or your own heart says, I can't do this. Your own heart says, I don't have what it takes. Do you know what? Nobody does. That's what grace is for. Nobody does. That's what grace is for. That's what mercy is for. Jesus died for us when we were at our very worst. You do not have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. You don't have to listen to it. Oh, Satan and your own heart are really good. You're full of doubt, unbelief, and you'll never get out of it. You don't have to entertain that. How did Jesus deal with it? How did Jesus deal with it? It is written. It is written. Satan said, go on, Jesus. Jump off this, jump off this pinnacle. Jesus said, it is written. Okay, Jesus, you got power. Make this stone into bread. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. That's how Jesus, that's how Jesus attacked it. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 10. I'm going to begin in verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare. 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 Who put me in the army? You were drafted, honey. The moment you said, Jesus, come into my heart, you were drafted. There is a war. That's what Jesus said at the beginning of me speaking. Some of you are comfortable. In our unbelief. We don't want to be in the war. You know what? God let all the Israelis, all the Hebrews die in the wilderness. Loved them. Fed them. Kept their shoes looking brand new. And he let them die. Because they wouldn't believe. It is time to believe. It says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not carnal, but mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, strongholds, casting down imaginations. You know what that word is? Reasonings. Reasonings. You know, one of the things that I had to overcome with when God was having me start to believe for finances was where they were going to come from. You know, I had to figure it all out. This was going to happen and that, you know, I had to figure it out. Reasonings. 
Reasonings will bog you down in unbelief. Reasonings will bog you down in unbelief. I had to get my head off of how it was going to happen, where it was going to come from, who was going to give it, and I had, and this was back in Frisco when I was nothing but a sign baker. I had to get my heart and my mind off of that and just get them on the gospel. Because you know what? The money always came from somewhere where I didn't expect it. It was beautiful. It always came from somewhere I didn't expect it. It'll bog you down. Get your heart on the gospel. You do not have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. Oh, oh, I don't feel well. Oh, oh, it must be the COVID. You don't have to put up with every thought in your head. So what if it is? You got the gospel. So what if it is? You got the gospel. You got the gospel. Everything you have ever done. Everything you have ever done was put on the body of Jesus. Everything you're going to do was put on the body of Jesus. That eternal spirit laid it on him. And that man took it. That eternal spirit laid everything on him. And that man took it. And his body broke apart every joint, every bone out of joint. He didn't even look like a man when it was over. You couldn't even tell he was human. Even the Roman soldier said, this has to be the son of God. Because this isn't normal. This isn't normal. That was your sin on him. That was my sin on him. Every curse, the man hung on the tree. The eternal spirit put every curse on him. Every sickness on him. Every sickness on him. You don't have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. Every sickness was on Jesus. And I love it. You know, that devil will tell you, well, you're not one of the chosen ones. It says, everybody that calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Make yourself chosen. Bang on the door till God answers. And then you'll find out afterwards that's just what God wanted you to do. You were chosen. God is so clever. You got to fight warfare. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down the reasonings. And every, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? The truth is that Jesus paid for your sins. That's the truth. Anything against that is against the knowledge of God. God sent Jesus and he sent him to the cross. Anything against that knowledge is against the knowledge of God. 
Jesus bore every sickness, every disease, every pain, anything that says anything contrary to that is against the knowledge of God. There's your warfare. And most of your warfare is going to be right up here and right down here. There's the warfare. Anything that puts up anything against the gospel is against the knowledge of God. Anything that talks to you that's against the gospel is against the knowledge of God. Now, how do we fight it? Well, first of all, go with me. I'm going to read this in the New Revised Version because it's kind of cool. Because 2 Corinthians 10.4 in the New Revised. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not merely human. They're not merely human. But they have divine power. Power. To destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments. God's not going to do it for you this time. And every proud obstacle, every proud obstacle, do you know that if you decide to think on, believe something that is not the gospel, you're in pride? You're in pride. You're saying, God, that you're greater than God, that he didn't do it. He already did it. The sacrifice has already been made. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive. We take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, go with me to 1 John 3.20. There is a phrase in here that absolutely helps me every time I'm in a fight. 1 John 3.2. For if our heart condemn us, there's those wicked thoughts. Look at this. God is greater than our heart. Can you read that? God is greater than your heart. God is greater than your heart. Thank God he is, or we'd never get out. God is greater than your heart. Turn with me, what do we do? Turn with me to Romans 3, 7. It says, for if the truth of God has more abounded Through my lie. That's what the truth of God will do. If you will let it. If you will fight the good fight of faith. If you will believe it. If you will shout it is written until you're blue in the face and you believe it. It says the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory. The truth of God will abound through the lie. The word of God is stronger than your heart. God is greater than your heart. If you will believe, if you will believe, you don't have to entertain every thought in your head. You can put them out. 
you can bring them into obedience. Did you know you can bring your own head into obedience? One of the biggest fights I have, but you know what? It's beginning to work. Mark 7. Oh, I'm sorry, not Mark 7. Jeremiah 23, 29. It says, Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? We have been taught since day one at Water of Life, since the very first meeting I came here to read the Word of God out loud. Faith cometh by hearing. And we don't talk about, and not, we don't start in Genesis. We start in Matthew. We start in Isaiah 52, 53. We start in the New Testament, reading the Word of God out loud. Why? It says, is not my word like a fire? saith the Lord. You know what it does? It burns up the wicked thoughts. Like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. How many times have we been reading the word of God and our heart breaks? Oh, it's like you get caught right in the middle and you're bending over. God is breaking the heart. He's breaking the, the wicked strongholds. And then I'm going to finish with Ephesians 5, 25, 26. We're going to go over. My phone keeps bouncing back. Okay. Husband, love your wives even, and now the rest of it's what I want us to see, even as Christ also loved the church. We are the church. Jesus loved us and gave himself for us that he might sanctify and cleanse it. Cleanse it. How? With the washing of water by the word. By the word. By the word. You don't have to entertain every thought that comes into your head. You can speak to it. It is written. I talked to Kathy D. I talked to her. Shut up, Kathy. It is written. Shut up, devil. It is written. Shut up, Kathy. It is written. Shut up, devil. It is written. That's what I'm going to believe. That's what I'm going to trust in. That's what I'm going to commit to. That's what I'm going to commit to. That's what I'm going to commit to. That Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again for me. That's what I commit to. That's what I'm going to walk in. That's what I'm going to believe. That's what I'm going to hang on to. That Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again for whoever I'm praying for. That's what I'm going to commit to. And I'm not moving until it happens. That's overcoming the thoughts in your head. Amen? Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>